when you are a mom first and you're not you first, then you may be overbearing. You yeah. may be too much involved with mm -hmm. your kids. And that is where it causes a problem. And that's when these kids get into the world and they can't handle things. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. <laughs> so if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward Copeland. And we have a special guest oh. in the house with oh. us today. Back by popular demand against my better judgment, my father, Craig Coley. Otherwise known as Dr. Dino. Nobody calls you Dr. Dino. That's my radio personality. So Dr. Dino from here on out, if you want to What is your doctor? Me, what is your doctor in? Your PhD? Just wealth of knowledge. I'm across the board. Oh, bro. is he one of those like uh, honorary? appointed Well, definitely. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's that's yeah. where the best doctors are from. Right? I can take care of it. <laughs> you don't even have to go to school for it. You just, you know. It, it, Street smart. Oh, I'd rather have a street smart than I every in, day. In, exactly in, right. In the streets. Do you know what PhD stands for, Dad, in the streets? Oh, no, I don't. Player hater degree. Oh, well, then there you have it. <laughs> I probably have at least three of those. I should. Oh, my goodness gracious. See, I, I, oh, yeah, God. I don't know. My daughter says I have a great face for radio, so I don't know if she just uh, insulted me. She says, Dad, you have a great face for radio. You're going to love this. I I'm actually like, did not say oh, that. I don't know, and honey. If you listen honey, to you're the not getting the joke. <laughs> I, Face yeah. for radio. Oh, hello. I, I was in the bathroom combing my hair. She goes, Dad, you've got a great face for radio. Oh, Don't worry about your hair. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Well, this is going to be capturing your face. I hope you know you are on camera. Oh, Did my goodness. It? Yeah. Okay. It's going on YouTube, too. But Oh, my God. So Wait a second. Let me change my glasses. We start each episode with uh, a what in the world. Uh -huh. Do you have a what in the world, Edward Copeland? No, I I'll let you start. I'm okay. pretty sure you have one. I have a what in the world. Okay. My dad is visiting from Northern California. He's getting ready to... St dad, stop touching stuff. He's getting ready to... <laughs> is it recording? Yes. All right, just make it He's sure. getting ready to make a big move from Northern California. Stop touching stuff. <laughs> to... I think you have ADHD. That's a, that is another what in the world. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But... Um, he's getting ready to make a big move, so he's spending time with us, and then Jordan's getting ready to move to London, so we thought, let's bring Dad out. He can spend a week with us. He can go to two of Jordan's performances. We'll spend some family time before you move to New Hampshire. So here you are visiting with us, and it's interesting to have you as a house guest. Do you know well, that? Thank you, you know, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> I so, definitely changed the dynamic of the house. You yes. definitely yes. do. So I'm walking, you know, getting ready to say goodnight to Jordan the other night, and she's standing in the restroom, and she kind of motions to me, and then she points at the, the floor around the toilet, because she's not used to sharing one. She's never had... Uh, She's never a shared brother. a bathroom with a grandfather before. <laughs> or a brother, right? So right. she's not used to, you know, men 
uh, going to the restroom in right. her restroom. Their toilet is very narrow. Let me tell you that right now. So just, I'm just going to leave it at that. So she points to the floor. And it's dark in there. And it's lit. It's... And there's some drops around the toilet. It's wet. Yeah. yeah. Not around the toilet, around on the floor of Obvious, the toilet. What does he call it? Lemonade drops? Lemonade drops. <laughs> and she goes, what do you think that is? I said, mm, I'm going to go ahead and say that maybe your papa missed a little bit. And she goes... What do you think I should do? I said, you might want to get the Swiffer. So she got the Swiffer. So I am <laughs> devastated. I go in the bathroom this afternoon. And why is this Swiffer thing here next to the bathroom? I mean, this is a nice bathroom, to say the least. You know, nice bathroom. This is definitely out of place. It's not like a broom closet. And I'm like, and so we're sitting having lunch. And she goes, Dad, I have to tell you something. Your granddaughter found some urine we think you left peed on the floor. I'm like, oh my, what? What? Dad, we need. To th we think you need to start sitting down. <laughs> I'm like, that actually came from your son-in-law. I yes. said, oh my god, son. Seriously, when I start having bowel issues, you just need to. It's okay. Take me up behind the barn and put me down. Aww. Do not let me be that person. Well, I just wanted you to know that it's okay to sit down. Like men across the world, it's okay to sit down. To take a piss. Yeah, I don't right? have a you penis, don't... but if I had one, I would sit down, especially if I went in, in the dark, in the middle of the night, yeah. like I'm tired, half asleep. There's I'd no need to stand in the middle of the night. Well, let's no clarify need. this. And this, what if I walk into one of those bathrooms or just urinals, you know, mm -hmm. like come out of the wall? I don't sit on those, right? I mean, I. No, yeah, you do. You turn around. Oh, gosh. You, you face you outward. Not. And you just kind of. <laughs> that lean, one I get a pass and, on that. No, one. you just kind of lean back. And oh then you my tuck. gosh, that's gross. Uh, let's change the subject. Needless to say, needless to say, I'm waiting for my beautiful little granddaughter to come home this evening. I'm going to get on my knees in front of her and bow my head down and say, please, darling, you, yeah. forgive your papa. And Jordan has such a big heart. She was not going to. She would never tell you. Never tell and you. And I wouldn't have said anything either, but you asked about the Swiffer. And I thought that it would be wrong for me to lie to you. <laughs> oh, definitely. It's, all, it's better to know the ugly truth. Yeah. So it, yeah. Well, yeah. As you said, I have a great face for radio. Yeah. yeah. So. So that's my what in the world. <laughs> Today's episode is about Mother's Day because Mother's Day is on the horizon. And you were asking a question, Dad, about like in 2023, what's different about Mother's Day now versus, you know, back when I was growing up. Yeah. So what do you think it is? Because, you know, you're a different generation. We have to remind you. That's another what in the world I have. My dad always is like, you don't know who... Andy Warhol is, or I don't even know. Well, who that's that an is. artist. Yeah. We know that, yeah. But who do you say? You always ask me names. It's like some. Well, some here's, a, here's a perfect example. I was coming across some old, okay, you're going to have to be my age out there listening to this to understand this. Archie Bunker, all in the family excerpts on my telephone on Instagram. Right. Archie meeting Sammy Davis Jr., Archie meeting uh, Mike Stivitz, they're having conversations about get, whatever the case may be. Uh -huh. So when I just find these little things kind of interesting, contrary to what my little granddaughters think or been exposed to, mm -hmm. I'll just send one randomly to my granddaughter, Jordy, and I'll just send it says, this is what Papa grew up watching on television. Right. Maybe just answer some questions for you. Yeah. So after I sit in her half a dozen, I'm talking to Joe one day. She goes, Dad, Jordy came to me the other day and said, Papa sending me all these random things. I don't know who these people even are. And I'm not quite sure how I'm, what I'm supposed to do right. with this information. She goes, I just don't understand the context, Mom. Like, 
who are these people? What are they? So I look and I go, honestly, I have no clue who those people are. Yeah. I just don't know. So I have to remind my dad, who's 65, like we're in a different generation bracket. So and he goes, come on, you got to know who these people are. And I go, how would I know? I was not raised in who the doesn't know the Jeffersons or Archie Bunker, you know, or oh yeah, Good gosh. Times or whatever the case may be. Well, I know Good Times. Yeah, you didn't I, say I, that, though. Good Times is like 70s. You're talking about stuff that's like from the Archie Bunker was 70s, 80s. Yeah, Archie but, Bunker. Oh, definitely. All in the Family. That was the 70s. Uh, you know, yeah. never seen All in the Family. But usually you, you go watch, way like, back Nick and you talk about 50s and 60s. Oh, OK. That's true. That's so true. 50s and 60s, we weren't even thought of then. Yeah, yeah. So. So, yeah, that's a fun conversation. Anyways, how was Mother's Day when you were growing up? Did your dad make it a big deal for you? Was that something, you know? You know, I have to say my dad, your papa. Your grandfather, he was very good when it came to holidays or things of recognizing my mom. Mm. You know, I mean, at Christmas time, I know we, we would always get, we would go down to Macy's and we would, you know, buy mom something. He gives money and father, you know, Mother's Day. It was it was a special day. Yeah, yeah, dad was very good about that. But I know a lot of young people nowadays. I don't know, you know, if it's the the same thing. You know, I mean, mothers mean something different today. I think that. Than back then, one way or the other, right, wrong, or indifferent. Well, you said something earlier about like, got you've heard guys say, "Well, she's not my mother; she's my wife." Like, why I'm would I get her something? And I just don't know. Is that a thing? Like, I have never heard of that, but I, I mean, like from people that I know. Yeah. But I know that that thought process is out there. Yeah, well, and, usually and I think it's face dangerous. It, those guys are kind of Neanderthals. <laughs> yeah, I think it's dangerous too. If you're dangerous. in that toxic relationship, blink twice and then leave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think back, I guess, Mother's Day. We've always done a good job of, uh, you know, hey, it's Father's Day. It's Mother's Day. It's, you know, right. whatever. And so we try to recognize each other. But I don't know. I want to I'm curious if we took a poll, if some women that are listening that are moms say, well, my husband doesn't do anything for me. He spends the day with his mom. Mm. And then that's kind of shitty because yeah. if you don't instill it in your kids that Mother's Day is important, then the mom doesn't get recognized. Right. And we did an episode last year in April on Mother's Day. And I think like that's one of the reasons Mother's Day kind of sucks for a lot of moms. Yeah. You know, um, 100 percent. And I think, well, what would cause Mother's Day to change? So I'm thinking about that question. And so the thing that comes to mind is this, is that I think when I think about how I see kids today mm -hmm. versus maybe even in, in, you know, in your era that I think moms like parent a little bit different. Like I think there was a lot more autonomy that you had growing up than you probably would see now with most moms, right? Like did you, you, you kind of went freedoms. out and played, you had freedom, you did more things. Do you think there's right? more helicopter moms now? Oh, 100%. I mean, my mom, you know, honestly, in the weekends when we were, you know, we were during the summer, you know, we got up, had a little breakfast, and especially me, since I was older than my sisters, I took off my bike and went down the neighborhood like most people in my area. You know, that's where you knew your friends were at when you saw the bikes on the grass. And we didn't come back till, you know, evening time or what have you. Right. So, and exactly, mom was, our mom was a lot more, you know, on hand. She was there when we woke up, when we went to bed. She was home all day. She was a housewife. So I think like when I think about that, and I think about now kids having less autonomy, right? Mm -hmm. So more kids are now... You know, they are probably have very little time alone without their parents. Yeah. Right. Which I think changes how they interact with their parents when it's time for appreciation. Mm -hmm. Because I think that when I think about my mom and I think about, you know, the guidance that I had, I think I want to appreciate her and I want to show her these things. But I think now kids may be a little bit annoyed. Like, 
parents are not allowing enough freedom. And so, like, well, I, I think, think you're that, right. If you have a mom that does everything for you and she's constantly, right. I got that. Don't touch that. Like she's constantly kind of dictating every move for the household, and she's. Did you of, never know how to take care of her? Yeah. I, and I think that then that becomes like a self-inflicted thing if your kids then don't recognize you because you take control over everything. And so that can right. be kind of it can kind of backfire. Right. Do you think we're turning a generation of kids that are just more selfish? Don't really, you know. Well, if you're catered to your whole life and like not just catered to like being we're not and I'm not talking about just spoiling kids. I'm talking about like not allowing them to venture off, take taking risks for them to be alone. Then and, and and everything is monitored really greatly. Yeah, I do think that you become more self-centered because everything is about you. Right. Yeah. 100%. I, I, can I just share I have another what in the world. Yeah. Recently, I was Jordan had a production at school, it's her last senior year production at school and I was asked to like volunteer to kind of organize all the these meals for their tech week. And um, so I asked for mom volunteers and I will just say there's a huge difference in how some of the moms serve. Okay. So me, I'm serving kids at a high school who are about to be 18 years old, who are about to go away to college and live on their own in most cases. I'm not serving your food. I'm not making a plate for you. <laughs> right. I'm going to make sure that the food gets delivered and then it gets set up. But when you're you have your lunch break, your dinner break, you come out, you grab a plate, you make your plate, you go away. Yeah. Like that's you want seconds, you come back. Right. I don't think it's my job as a mom to serve almost grown up children. Absolutely. And not. then, you know, ration their portions, make sure they get vegetables. So I, you know, there's a stark difference in how I think that a mom volunteer should show up at a high school for seniors versus how some of the other moms that I interact with, they want to, you know, do that stuff. In some cases, it's well-meaning, you know, they want to make sure that the kids are well taken care of. But I think in my defense, it's not that I don't care about the kids. It's that you're an adult. And right. you should be able to make your own plate. And yeah, you're 17 years old. You know, you're moving on in the world. Right. God forbid. Well, I and mean, I think there's those. There is those ABC moms. You know, the A mom, the B mom, the C mom. So they each have their different personality traits. Mm-hmm. And you're right. One is, let's say, overbearing, so to speak, mm-hmm. to the point of you know their child can't wipe their nose, and even though they're 17. And there's other ones that, like yourself and Eddie, who want your children to learn and be a little more exploratory and be able to, okay, if I'm not here, you're able to take care of yourself. Yeah. You know I mean? My grandkids are going to school in Europe, for God's sake. Yeah. How many parents 30 years ago would let their little 17 or 18-year-old child feel confident enough that they're going to go to London to go to drama school? To go live on yeah, their own. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so how do you, so as a mom, mm-hmm. how do you balance that, right? Because I think that, like, Many moms would say that it's intuitive to be somewhat mothering yeah. and understand how to nurture and care for a child. How do you balance not going overboard where you start to disable them or hamper them to having true yeah. growth? I think that when your kid hits like teenage years, like 13 years old, your job for those last five years is to prepare them to be adults in the real world. Like your role as a mom changes, right? So I'm supposed to be here when you're a toddler, when you're a little kid and kind of help you along the way. And, you know, obviously I'm going to always help you. But at some point, I mean, I I don't know, because I'm thinking back, even when they were young toddlers, we took them to the doctor. We wanted them to talk to the doctor and you tell the doctor what's wrong with you, right? right? We talk about that a lot. So I've always wanted to give them the autonomy to 
advocate for themselves and speak up for themselves. They don't need me to do that. And so teaching them those lessons has started from the time they were really small. But I think once they turn 13, they got to start learning how to cook, whether you're a boy, girl, whatever. Like you need to know how to take care of yourself, how to feed yourself, how to get from point A to point B. So often parents will say, you let your daughter take the train all the way from where you live to school. The train is so dangerous. Okay, well, in a couple years, she's be going away to college. She should know how to take public transportation. Did you ever find yourself like fighting off the urge to do more when you knew it was going to be would hamper them? Yeah, like helping them with last minute projects Mm. or bailing them out when they forgot a jersey at home and it was game day, running out of my business to go kind of save them. There was a balance where a lot of times I had to say, no, I'm not going to do that. And I know you're going to be upset, but you're going to have to miss the game today because you should have prepared a little bit better. Right. Not every time will somebody be able to drop what they're doing to come save you. And you guys, not defense, but I'm saying you guys are unbelievable parents you know i mean we unbelievable parents and i have to say i've got three great grandchildren mm-hmm. you know ours are almost like yeah. <laughs> they're like freaks so to speak you know what i'm just saying so it's easy for us to say all these things maybe a little bit because our kids are so great they're you know they're smart they're adult they're, they do all these things like my mom says i'm almost embarrassed when other people are talking about their grandchildren yeah. because i've got these three you know superstars that are just They're like little, yeah, Yeah. you know, so we are blessed in that respect. I will say, though, it's been intentional, right? Like, I don't think that we're perfect parents, but I think it's been intentional to your point, right? So I think if you're like, let's talk about Wendy Parker. Wendy Parker is a single mom. She listens to Push Podcast. She's been coming with her son to come support Jordan and watch her plays. She's a drama mom. We met her through school. She's doing everything by herself, right? So there's not a husband, a spouse, a a parent telling her, hey, why don't you ease up a little bit? Or, hey, why don't you get involved in this? I got this. You know, you got to do it on your own. And I think that that is one of the reasons why sometimes, you know, a mom like that who wants to provide, maybe you do a little too much. I'm not saying that Wendy does, but I'm saying that would be a reason where yeah. it's acceptable. 100%. You don't have feedback, yeah. right? 100%. But I also think in, in those single parent households, I think that there's kind of built in autonomy because I'm sure she's got to go to work. Right. And the, and the kids have to kind of you fend walk for themselves. Yeah. And you got to make some top ramen. A hundred percent. And I think that more parents, it's important, especially I think for moms, have to be, have to balance that ability to say, when am I getting in the way? Right. When am I mm, going a good one. too far where like, I need to pull things back, even though I love them and I want to nurture them and I want to care for them. But part of that is making a tough decision to get out of the way and allowing them to struggle, allowing them to fall, allowing, allowing them to kind of pick themselves off the yeah. ground, allowing them to learn how to cook, to learn how to do domesticated things. Yeah in order to be someone that can contribute to society at a high level. And so I think that that is super important, but it's also too hard, right? Because I think that, you know, you're a human being as a mother and you're thinking, oh, well, I could do it for them, mm-hmm. right? It would make things easier. Well, a lot of times it's patience too, right? Like I- I'll just do it because I can do it better. Lots of women have that, like that perfectionism syndrome. Just let just me do it. Just move out of the way. Yeah, I'll let me take it. care of it. That is so, you know, disabling for your kids and it teaches them that you're always going to bail them out. So but it's so hard not to do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a control freak. 100%. Yeah. Move out of I the way. I do it to I'll myself. Do it. <laughs> you know, I'm a Gemini. I'm like, I'm doing it to myself. I'm like, oh my God. You're, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, your mom, Eddie, look at, she was a yeah. single mom. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, she excelled and did 
the you know the right thing or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes you stumbled, obviously, like we all do, whatever the case well, may be. Because kids don't come with manuals, right? Boy, and they all be. need something different and you don't always get it right. And, but I do think that parents listening, especially the single moms and moms out there, your job is to raise people that will be independent adults quicker than later, sooner rather than later, that can contribute and be a, a good member of society. So you want to yeah. teach them how to leave the world in a better place. You want to teach them how to help the elderly cross the road. You want to teach them how to hold doors. You want to teach Respect. them how to be, you know, independent, teach them how to cook. All of these things they're going to need at 18 and having like come coming up on the end of our last kid, I will say it happens way faster than you think. Yeah. So you can't start at 17. No, it's too late. So like, like that's what I was going to say. So what do you guys think are some signs that you may need to adjust your parenting as a mom or, or any parent, right? But since this is for Mother's Day, like say your kid is 10, 11, and you're in this crucial area where they're getting ready to go to junior high school. What are some signs that maybe you have not, like you have not instilled those very things that you're talking about that they become individuals that can handle the real world? Well, you know, that's a great question since we both come from different dynamics as far as parenting skills are concerned. We're two different generations. Yeah. You know, obviously my generation of parenting and your your two generations parenting are two different things. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like moon and Mars, right. you know? I mean, <laughs> we came through them a little more tough love type, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think a lot of parents out there probably my age did, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, hey, I don't know if I can even... I would say we came from tough love, too. I mean, in the well, 80s... tough love, yeah. But, yeah. but in Your the parents, 80s but... with a mom, that was the first generation moms were working outside of the home, so we were stuck alone, you know? Right, right. And then it's like, okay, well, shit, I remember cooking at eight years old. Like, I gotta make a pot of rice, I gotta thaw out the meat, I gotta pick up my sister from the babysitter across the street at eight years old, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like now this generation definitely cannot handle the responsibility of that. Right. Well, what's so like think, think about it like this. So like if I have a 10 year old right now, mm -hmm. What's kind of a, 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 a test to say, are they at where they should be right now? Is there now? a litmus test? <laughs> yeah. I don't litmus think test. there is a litmus test They need for chores. That. You need to have chores, honestly. So a good test would be if I asked them to do something, what kind of response would they have? Yeah, like if you said, hey, go help with take the dishes. Take out the trash. Yeah. Right? Yeah, before I get home, make sure your bedroom is cleaned up, take out the trash, and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you come home sure. and none of those things are done, and they're sitting there playing their Xbox. Oh, yeah, throw that Xbox <laughs> yeah, in the, the trash. Xbox, yeah, the Xbox, yeah. Yeah. It, Kicked her ass and um, you raised a, contributing yeah. members of a household, right? right. Like it's, that, you you have a job 100%. as a family member in this household to help. It is not my responsibility to go to work, make the money, go to the grocery store, put them in my car, bring them in, and cook you dinner and do your dishes. No, what is your you're a contributing member of the right. household? So that's a good test. So if you come home with groceries, or if the groceries get delivered, and your kids are in there, no matter if they're ten, eight, doesn't yeah. matter, and you and start putting help. things. Away. Mm -hmm. And they don't get Stop. up yep. immediately to go help right now. Micro failure. Yeah. Right. Because I remember like we would have these conversations and we would go back and forth when the kids would do something. And we would say that's a micro that failure. That was a micro failure. Mm -hmm. So we're not coming from a place like we, hey, oh, yeah. if the kids were we perfect. Were like but we would call it out. Okay, that's a failure for us. There were a couple times <laughs> we were like, oh, we fucked them up. <laughs> well, and you know, I mean, it's we uh, we have a big family, right? And so uh, at our Thanksgivings and different functions that we have in general is going to attest to this. You know, it's almost like one of the boys would bring home a new girlfriend or what have you, and the meal is settling. Yeah. 
are these girls going to get off their asses and get up and go in the kitchen and help the women clean up? Yeah. You know, so it's all the ants, the, the girls get up. You know, I'm just saying, they get know this. Let's take care of this. Let's yeah. take, and they're sitting down there having their glass of wine talking. You're like, yeah. mm, I don't know if this one's going to make the <laughs> yeah. cut. I don't know if this is going to make the cut. I will say that is also an in-law test, right? right. Like 100%. If, you, if when I was new to your family, it's my responsibility as an outsider to like pay attention to what's happening. Right. Where are the women going? Not saying women belong in the kitchen. Right. Not, not at all. But if the women in your family are up and they're helping to prepare the meal, I better get my ass up and right. go and help and right. offer. Even if they say no, go sit down. You're a guest. At some point, I'm not going to be a guest anymore, right. and I need to kind of fit in. So I will say that's like a sidebar. <laughs> yeah. Whether yeah. you're a man or a woman, you got to kind of fill the lay of the land, and you need to go help and do what the other people are doing. Like when I brought you around, family reunions, good example. What happens? All the men get up early on the day of the family reunion. They're opening tables and chairs right. like you need to get your ass out there early ask right. my uncle what time it starts right, right right go talk to my dad what jobs are there right and that's like you got to do that as an in-law but i think yeah there's a pass and a fail for that yeah. whether you want there to be or not yeah, that's just another progression of part of that growing up here right. and you know being able, and for the child to be able to recognize that or this person to have the wherewithal yeah between their two years like okay Maybe I need to go over there, yeah. you know, and let me go offer the that. help. Yeah, because right. see, I was this little freak of nature growing up. I was a kid that loved to do the yard work, and I, you know, I was like, my mom goes, "Geez, my grandmother would come home and, and test me. Oh, he's going to come home and he's going to vacuum. He's going to do this." I was this little weirdo, so it's hard for me to understand kids that just don't have that built in them already. Yeah, you know, I mean, I loved coming home and mowing two acres of lawn. Yeah. You know, I thought that was yeah. great. Yeah. And I see, I think, so I think that's a really good test. Do they get up and help when it comes to groceries or do, yeah. do they give help when it's time, when dinner's done? Everything. And then I think another one is. Yeah. Watch a mom bring 12 is, bags of groceries in from this cards or sitting on the couch watching. Yeah. But right. don't get Call mad duty. if that's you, mom, like right. you are listening and you're like, my freaking kids never help. Okay. Ask yourself though, have you demanded it? Right. Because I was like, I would say exactly what I just said. I'm not supposed to be earning the right. money, going shopping. You need to get off your ass and come help me, right? So right. then it became a thing. I buy the groceries. You put all of them away. Yeah. I'm not taking a single bag out of my if car. If they're not meeting, meeting us at the front door, yeah. helping us bring it in, that's a problem. Yeah. So then I think another good test is, do they understand the value of money or the value of earning something, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so when it comes to wanting something new, do yep. they even offer to say, hey, can I f do this extra work to try to earn some money so yeah. I can get this new game, mm -hmm. right? Do that, do I, can I- um, Are they just asking for shit? Or, right, yeah. do, is there any type of effort to show that they have earned it at, right. at any point? Mm -hmm. I think that's another good test because yeah. I think so often kids getting into the workplace they think that these things are just given, everything is yeah. going to be given to you and that the early piece is hard. Let me ask you this in, on that note. Okay, if we just went outside and took seven random kids off the sidewalk mm -hmm. between 10 and 16, mm -hmm. how many do you think would pass or fail in that respect? I'm not saying talking to be super kid. I'm just saying the child that is aware that's good, you know, hey, we know we need to help. I need to empty the trash. I need to help mom or dad do this. Or I need to, mm. you know, I need to, hey, I need yeah. to do phone case. I need, what can I do? Let's I mean, take a poll. <laughs> uh, let's take a poll. Yeah. Does your kid, would your pass kid. Pass or fail. Pass or fail. Like, hey, they want a new phone. They want a new Xbox. Do they say, here's my plan for earning it? Or do they just expect it to show up right. from, you know. If you're going to have this poll <laughs> and it's going to be all these mothers are like, I'm not participate in Mother's Day because uh, right. I felt the test. Right. <laughs>
But that's an interesting question. Yeah. I'm just scared if we would have a draft today, what would happen? Oh, yeah. Nobody's signing up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, our current generation, yeah, would they be the next greatest generation? I don't know. I don't think so. But I think it's just a good conversation. My grandkids would go. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My when kids it, aren't going to the war. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, I mean, when you think about Mother's Day and we think about Father's Day, but right now we're talking about Mother's Day, it's one of those things where you get, you get to ask yourself these things. Because I think at the end of the day, your ultimate scorecard as a mother, I would assume, is that your kids enter the world and you feel confident that they're able to handle what's going to get thrown at them. And take care of themselves. Can they take care of themselves? I mean, you know, again, Jordan's getting ready to be 18. I don't want her taking an Uber at one o'clock in the morning because I'm a mom and I worry like everyone else. But I also had to check myself and say, no, you can take an Uber at one o'clock in the morning because you're getting ready to move to another country in three months. So nothing changes between now and then. It's only three months. Take an Uber at one o'clock. You stay up and wait for her. (laughs) Track her. Make sure. Right. right? But like that's a scary thing. But it's also going to be kind of scary letting her live in another country. But it's going to happen. So we got to do it at some point. So. I think that I do want to shout out some of the moms that or some of the people that don't get recognized. Maybe, again, you don't have a spouse that recognizes you. We are recognizing you on the Push podcast. All the moms out there this coming weekend. Unbelievable. You you wouldn't be here without us. So I feel like we we should be celebrated. And I also want to shout out all the people that maybe don't have a mom to celebrate. Maybe you lost your mom. Maybe she's not here anymore. You've got your mom here, and she's 95. 96. Dorothy Coley. She's going to be 96 this Love year. Love you, Mom. She's amazing. Yep, she, she is. She really is. She is. She's a tough one to have. We have to compare other women, too. It's like, yeah, well, no. Yeah. My nana, who's about to be 96, I was talking to her the other day, and shout out to nana. She lost her third boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I said in a couple of podcast episodes ago that she was married to my grandfather for how long? Almost 50 years. 50 years. Then she gave it a couple years, had to get herself back out there, make some friends. She meets a guy friend. From Ed, high school that she do. And they become boyfriend and girlfriend for 15 years. Probably so. And then poor Ed dies. And then she waits a couple years, runs into another guy from you high know, school, yeah, high school back in the day. Uh, what's his name? Don. Yeah, Don She's Cunha. like hanging out with Don and they have a beautiful relationship and she falls in love again. So third love of her life. And last week, Don passed away. God R.I.P. Rest, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. And I was like, we were talking and uh, you said something very inappropriate. <laughs> You said that she's killing him. (laughs) What did you say? Mom is like a black widow, poor little lady. She outlives them all. And And I said, maybe she has a Kardashian curse, right? (laughs) So anyways, I was talking to her and I called her and I said, Nana, I just want to tell you I'm so sorry you lost Dawn. But I got to tell you, lady, I really look up to you. Like, do you understand how blessed you are, lady? Like, you have had three loves of your life and you've had so many amazing memories. And like, I want to be like you when I grow up. Like, you're so blessed. She started laughing and she said, you know, I am embarrassed to talk about what a great life I've had. You know, I've had love. I've got this great family. Everyone's healthy. Like, I I mean, mind you, we've gone through our fair of of challenges and tragedies. But she's at this point in her life where she's able to reflect back and say there's been way more good than bad. 100 percent. And I just want to be like her. But you know what I think when I think about as as a like we look at Mother's Day and we think about Nana. Mm -hmm. What's so powerful about her life is that 
even though she parented children and now mm-hmm. they're all grown and mm-hmm. had their own children and she's a great grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. She has constantly still lived her life. Yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah. Music. She sings. Right. She like, gets all done up. Like she's got boyfriends. That's a that's a life force. Yeah. Right. When you think about Mother's Day and you think about one, mothers are mothers, right? And so we appreciate them mm-hmm. for, for what they do and, and all the things that they help us learn in life. But also mothers need to appreciate themselves yeah. and still live their lives. Mothers right? need to be so much more or they are so much more than just mothers. Right. And I think a lot of times being guilty as a mom, you make yourself a mom first. Like I'm a mom above everything. And I think you need to be a you above everything. 100%. And, and then a mom. some people would say, and then you need to be a wife above everything because mm-hmm. your kids are going to go away. And then you need to be a mom. So mm-hmm. technically mom comes third. And that's, that's a controversial thing, right? Yeah. It is. Because would your mom have picked her kids or would she have picked your dad? Oh, boy. All she would have picked what, your kids. Depending on what was going on during that yeah, week. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> you know, some days maybe part of the kids she would pick, maybe not. You know, maybe I don't half know, of the but, kids. Yeah. 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 I, mom would have been with the kids. That's an interesting thing. Like, I think, I don't think many people have heard that. And I'm glad yeah. you said it because I think if you are focusing on being you first, mm-hmm. that b- provides an outlet, a life force for you to even give to the next right. husband and to the kids. Yep. And I think sometimes where what we were talking about earlier happens when you are a mom first and you're not you first then you may be overbearing. You may be too much involved with Mm -hmm. your kids. And that is where it causes a problem. And that's when these kids get into the world and they can't handle things. Here's something controversial I'll ask two guys. Mm -hmm. I I was trying to explain this to Jordan without sounding terrible. Maybe I'm going to sound terrible. But I said, you know, when you grow up and you decide that you're going to be in a relationship and maybe get married, your husband, soon to be husband, he's going to be attracted to you for certain things. If you lose all of that when you start to have kids and now you don't care about how you look and you don't care about him and now everything is about the kids, you got to volunteer for everything, you got to be at the school for everything and oh, this person needs me and my kid needs me and you forget about all of the things that made him attracted to you. That could be hard on your relationship, right? That's, but that's the lines exactly to what you're saying. Right. But I don't, I want to be clear. You don't make yourself look good for him. No. You but make you, there's for you. an element of, I want to look good because I want you to be attracted to me and I yeah. want to feel good in my own skin. Yeah. So I'm not going to lose myself. And everything is about the kids being first now. So now I have no time to go to the gym. I have no time to color my hair. I have no time to feel good in my clothes and my skin, right? So then you start to, as a woman, I think, lose confidence. And then maybe your husband lose interest, loses interest. And now everything is revolved around the kids. Before you know it, the kids got to go away to and college or something. And you're left with nothing and you yeah. fall apart. Yeah, I see that all the time. And it's like that adage, if you don't feel good about yourself and like who you are, you're not going to be attractive or like by anybody, right. you know, you trust. You got to like your damn self. You've got first. to like your damn self and yeah. be willing to take the effort to be happy and look in the mirror and be happy with what you're looking at. You yeah. know, so let's face it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that goes on. without saying. Do it for yourself. And all the Coley girls are like that. Yeah. you know, they all are. Literally, all the, Coley all women, the women you know? in our family are like, "I'm not doing this for you." And they I'm get doing their makeup on. I, yeah. They make themselves look good, and they, I mean, for themselves. You know, yeah. they're like, "Hey, I'm worried about." I, well, yeah. we'll end it there because you came here complaining about Nana being 96. You said, "God, just be an old lady." Like, why do you have to get your hair done every three? 
three weeks. Go gray. And I'm like, Dad, she's holding on to her dignity. Yeah, as I'm sitting in the parking lot at the beauty salon and waiting for my mom to come out two hours. You know, right. she's getting her hair colored. She's getting her eyelashes put on. I'm like, Mom, my God, you're 96. Just Literally. let your hair go gray. She goes, I'll shut up. But I'm she just... still wears fake eyelashes. She still wants to, you know, be Put a diva. Makeup on. Yep. She feels beautiful doing that. She's our so diva. she's not ever going to be the grandma that's like full gray. She ain't going to be ain't B, Hey, I'm sure. all for, you know, if you want to go all gray. But but that, but that goes back to she has a life force. Like right. she has passions and thing. she has the care. And I think, I think to answer your question, like what attracted me to you is everything you built within you, mm-hmm. right? So you focusing on you, you being the best version of yourself. You know, whether it be looking after like your your mind, your body, everything that goes along with that. And then I do believe if you stop doing those things, then you're stopping what is the attraction power right. of you. And I think that that gets lost. Yeah. And I think that that's something moms have to hold on to. Yeah. It's like the thing that started this whole thing, but made you a mom in a lot yeah. of cases is the thing that the person felt like the husband fell in love yeah. with, right? But it's a tough thing to be a mother of daughters and tell your daughters, make sure you're putting mm. yourself first. Make sure you always yeah. feel like you look good, right? Because it can come off as superficial. Right. And I'm not saying like only look good so your husband stays attracted to you, but there's an element. Like we talk about it all the time. You let yourself go. Don't be confused when I'm not attracted to you. It's, it's definitely your double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. For definitely men? There. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yep. And, you know, just before we sign off here or what have you, just let me do a couple shout outs here before we go. Is that okay? okay. No time sure. appropriate. <laughs> so listen, I, I just want to say, make sure before we end here, happy Mother's Day to Nana Coley. Yes. Our diva, our matriarch of our family. Happy Mother's Day to my sister Rhonda, Lindsay Coley, Chrissy Coley. Heather, Robin, all these mothers that just make our family a better place. And my daughter, Janelle, obviously, you know, who make our family just a better place to be. Yeah. Who's your shout out then for Mother's Day? <laughs> I'll, I'll shout out my mother-in-law, Kathy. She's amazing. I'm, I'm really blessed with Kathy. You hung out with her the uh, other day. Yes, exactly. She said so many nice things about me. I was like, I really scored with her because we could hate each other and we don't. She's a great guy. I'm blessed to have her. Love being Shout out to my mother, Teresa. I wouldn't be who I am for sure without her. Uh, what other moms out there? My stepmom, Robin. She's amazing. Who else is uh, a mom figure to you? Oh, God. Um, Vicky Frankovich is always there for me. My aunts. My, yeah. I mean, I had my aunt, the struggle who passed away. Yep. Amazing mother. Um, God, I mean, it, I think the list goes on and on. Yeah. I want to shout you out. Well, you better. My beautiful beautiful wife is a Mother's Day. So I just hope everyone has an amazing Mother's Day. I hope this episode was hopeful and insightful and maybe shifted a perspective. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're a mother that needs to kind of say, hey, you know, I need to challenge my kids a little bit more. Loosen the reins a little. Um, Or maybe I need to focus on me, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I think that that is a a very important thing to do. And I think we try to find teachable moments for the girls all the time that can push them into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Last example, and then we'll go, I swear. But Kayla calls from Scotland. And she <laughs> says, hey, the washing machine and the dryer is not working. Like, what do I do? I said, well, what do you do? She said, oh, we got to replace it. No, that's not actually what happens when your appliance breaks, right? You got to call around, see if a, a repair person can come, get some quotes. And so then she calls and says, well, they can only come Monday through Friday from nine to five. And I'm not here during that time. Well, you got to make a sacrifice because that's a normal service hour, right? Right. 
So then she goes through that for about a week. Now her laundry's piling up and then she's okay. They said it was going to be this amount for the repair. Okay, well, did you look to see how much new units are? You need to do that. Find five units, compare the prices, look at the brands, read the reviews. These are things you have to do one day when you are a, a, you know, a homeowner. Yeah. But I'm I'm not a homeowner. Yep, but I'm over here. You're using it. You know, so she's like good about it. But we got to teach our kids how to do that. I easily could have said, it's my money. Let me figure it out. Right. But it's a better teachable moment for me to say, I'll pay for it, but I want you to pretend it's your money. Right. So how would you spend your money if I made you pay for it? You know, do you want to get a new one? Do you want to try to have it repaired? And I think we do a good job of that, like putting it back on. Your monkey is not a monkey that I'm going to carry because I'm my own monkeys on my back. Is that your monkey? Is that my monkey? Not my monkey, not my circus. But I think that the earlier, the sooner you do that, the more you can focus on you as a mom and that your kids can focus on making adult decisions right. and doing adult things. Yep. So I think that that's a, a huge learning. Yeah. So if this episode was helpful for you, please take some time, leave us a review. Let us know if you're on track in raising independent kids, if you've got some work to do. Either way, we want to recognize you. Happy Mother's Day. One and- last thing. but If you do like it, my contribution, Dr. Dino, PhD in Common Sense and Street Smart. So like me and I'll be back again. Oh, my God. Have a good one, you guys. Happy Bye. Mother's Day. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.